This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name's Adam. Jay is on the phone. Hey, Jay, how are you? Hey, I'm looking forward to another exciting Adam Rich show. Well, you you use the word exciting, so now we have to make it exciting. I wasn't going to. <laughs> that wasn't on the docket today, but now uh, the pressure's on to be exciting. And I guess we'd start with, uh, with the sport of football. Uh, there is an exciting story I found out of the state of Connecticut, and uh, it's pretty cool when a high school football team can get together and raise money uh, for a charity in Darien, Connecticut, the Darien High School Varsity Blue Wave football team, which, first of all, how cool is that name and mascot for a high school team? The Blue That's Wave. That's a great name, yeah. Uh, you've got Tulane uh, down in New Orleans, the Green Wave. Uh, I love their logo, their newer logo anyway. It's got the capital letter T with the actual wave of the ocean, like in the... I. I I, sh- I should. Uh, we'll look up the Blue Wave uh, logo for their high school football team. We'll include it on this uh, episode if you look us up online, adamritzshow.com. So the high school football team, the Blue Wave football team, recently raised $14,000 at its annual Lift for a Cure event, which happened uh, this past St. Patrick's Day. Uh, the fundraiser event, it's held annually to support the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Now, have you heard about these uh, Lift for a Cure events that have been happening I, around the country? I have. I think it's very positive, and I would underscore this one as well, that they did it on St. Patrick's Day, which is you know tends to be a day of celebration. You'd be in no frame of mind to lift weights, but these guys, high school kids, obviously non uh imbibers were doing something very positive on kind of a drinker's holiday. It is kind of uh, one of the more party days of the year, so it's great that these athletes did something uh, to raise money for um, diabetes. And uh, when when you mention uh, uh, Lift for a Cure events, and uh, Jay, you said you're familiar with them, we've done many uh, segments and interviews with a gentleman named Scott Shirley. And uh, now that I've uh, said his name out loud, I'm getting in touch with him, and I'm going to bring him back on the show to find out how his uh, organization called Uplifting Athletes is going right now. We've done several reports on Uplifting Athletes uh, with Scott Shirley, and it's an amazing story. I'll give you this um, quick synopsis of what Scott's done. So, Scott, I actually remember when he played wide receiver at Penn State. And it was probably, you know, early 2000s, maybe maybe even late 90s, uh, when he was uh, a walk-on wide receiver for Penn State and actually earned a scholarship. I, I do remember this story in sports. In his senior year, he was uh, one of these role players. You know, he was, he was gritty and, and tough, and he probably only had, you know, 12 receptions for the whole year, but they were always a much-needed first down where some linebacker laid him out. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. And so anyway, Scott goes on and uh, becomes a very successful engineer. He got his engineering degree at Penn State. He's a successful engineer. Uh, unfortunately, his father passes away from a rare um, bone disease. 
rare form of cancer. So rare, like only 5,000 people in America uh, have it every, every year, and only a few die from it. So he went to his alma mater, Penn State, and held uh, what is now known as uh, a lift for a cure or a weightlifting event, and he called it Uplifting Athletes. And it is not sanctioned by the university. Um, no coaches are involved. This is not any sort of NCAA violation because they do it off season during a football season in college football. They're pretty busy. I don't know if you know that, but there's practice and meetings, and, oh, yeah. and there's not a whole lot of time to break for a few hours to raise money for charity. Uh, now they do do their community service, and they hold it in high regard, and and you know focus on community service. But it's hard to do an event like this during the football season. So it was after football season in the spring semester. They hold these uh, uplifting athletes weightlifting events, and the team gets together. They open up the weight room. And they have a weightlifting contest, which is the greatest thing ever because it's not really a contest. They just lift weights, and you know they 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 bulk out. They you know they beat their chest and grunt and scream, and it's open to the public. And if you're a fan of Penn State football, how cool would that be to walk in the weight room and watch the starting linebacker try to bench press 450 pounds? And he's screaming and yelling and sweating and grunting, and you're standing right next to him. (laughs) And the whole time during the weightlifting event, it's a pass-the-hat situation where, you know, they're trying to raise money to cure cancer. And uh, the first year raised several thousands of dollars. Um, Fast forward for Scott Shirley and his organization, Uplifting Athletes, he has hundreds of of college football teams in Division Two, Three, and the NAIA, plus hundreds of high schools doing this too, and it's a it's a national program. Uh, he's got it laid out. If you're a, if you're a football coach, high school or college, listening to this program right now, please look up uplifting athletes on uh, your internet search and find this program and bring it into your school and uh, help raise some money for uh, rare cancer that's affecting so many families across America. So uh, hats off to Darien High School and the Blue Wave football team that recently raised fourteen grand with their uh, weightlifting event uh, this p- last uh, past St. Patrick's Day. The Blue Wave, I'm just loving that. Wouldn't you love to be the... Um, the play-by-play announcer on their radio network for the Blue Wave. <laughs> the Blue Wave. Just no, you're right. Great name and uh, great event. And I don't want to brag, but I I give the 15 pound dumbbells a pretty tough workout <laughs> here here at home, and uh, I'm sure I could raise some money somewhere. Uh, the the Jay Baker solo weightlifting away <laughs> event with with the little fifteen pound dumbbells. If, yeah. As long as you if you could raise fifty cents for somebody, uh, that would be worth doing. That would it be worth be. you pulling a muscle and humiliating yourself with your with your little weights. <laughs> My little girly man uh, weights. <laughs> uh, we want to pump you up. All right, it's the Adam Red Show. We take a look at public affairs. Try to have a smile doing it. Uh, Jay, what's on your table this week? Well, uh, I made a note to bring this up during the show. This is the Lenten season, and not everybody observes Lent, but it's often traditional on Fridays in Lent to have some kind of a fish fry. And uh, if you are like me, where you really enjoy uh, some of the great fish fries that happen in the fall, 
I like the fact that there's oftentimes these great Lenten fish specials at the restaurants in my community and, uh, the uh, Catholic Church has a to-go fish fry not far from my house, and Knights of Columbus has a fish fry. So it's sort of my tip of the week for Fridays, literally Fridays. But yeah. uh, I don't know if you're a fish fan, but uh, I got to be really careful because <laughs> I like fish a little too much. Well, it's it's the fried fish, correct. I, uh, yeah. I, I do take part in... Uh, Linton uh, activities. I tend to give up something or sacrifice something during those 40 days. And uh, we're in the middle of it right now. I gave up sweets and uh, fried food. Uh, so if oh, I'm a little yeah. off kilter, it's I'm, I am hangry. Uh, I am dying for a Snickers right now. Um, but, you know, fish fries, I, I would have fried fish on a Friday just because I've given up meat on Friday. So uh, even though yeah. I gave up fried foods, that really means I'm not getting the nacho tots when I go to lunch now. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm with you. But uh, you do know what I'm talking yeah. about because uh, it is uh, it's a holiday not too far from my house by hey, the church has a really good one, and Knights of Columbus has a really good one, and, uh, you know, this restaurant has a really good one. So I kind of look forward to Fridays during Lent. I'll I'll fess up. It's a great point. I mean, when I drive home from work, I I pass three churches that have a banner hanging on the fence by their entrance that says, join us every Friday for our Lenten fish fry. The, The proceeds always go to some program to help uh, some of their initiatives within the church. And, uh, you know, even if you're not uh, a religious person, person, I, I mean, I assume you eat. Uh, why not swing in and uh, pick up some uh, a few to-go orders of uh, their fish fry? You, you, if you like fried fish, if you're a fan of, of uh, fish and chips, um, you cannot go wrong with any church. I'll, I'll say it right now. And send me the hate mail if I'm wrong. But any church's fish fry is delicious. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's what I'm getting at. That's why I participate vividly in all the world's religions because at some point you got to eat. <laughs> Maybe you and so, I, you know, some people will do the uh, athletes will do the weightlifting uh, for charity. We'll do, let's do a fish fry for charity. You and I will just sit around and eat fi- <laughs> fried fish and try to raise $14,000 for charity. Will grunt, scream, and eat fish. Yeah, a lot, a lot of sweating, grunting, and screaming. It, there just won't <laughs> be any weights. <laughs> I believe there would be a lot of sweating. Hey, here's a, a to me a fascinating story, but it makes sense. We all know that birds live a particularly long time, and I had always heard, and this sounds weird, because they look like probably the most fragile bird on the planet. But they say that flamingos are some of the toughest birds in the world. They're actually kind of feisty, and they live long, hardy lives. Are they? Are you saying they're, they're mean? I don't know if they're mean or not. I just know that if you mess with a flamingo, they will definitely mess back with you. Because you know, kids would see them in parks in Florida and. <laughs> get chased around the park i don't think the children were ever injured in a flamingo fight but i think the flamingo could hold his own pretty well and you, you started the story by saying birds live a long time i i'm not afraid to admit i didn't know that They they do like how long yeah it's it's kind of intriguing like uh 
you perhaps have heard there's a very popular form of parrot called the African gray parrot, and they can live to be 60 or 70 years old. (laughs) So the weird thing is if you buy one of these and let's just say you're in your 40s, there's a greater chance than not that the bird will actually outlive you. You'll have to put your bird, your pet, in your will for somebody to take it because it's going to outlive you. Yeah. So it's just fascinating that this is sort of a a virtue of birds. But the reason I bring it up is a flamingo that escaped a Kansas City zoo 17 (laughs) years ago has been spotted down in Texas. (laughs) you know that's where christopher cross is from texas and his logo is the flamingo so i wonder if that uh that flamingo might have been the model in 1980 for christopher cross's debut album and it finally you know broke out of zoo prison to go find out where christopher cross was this this is perhaps the actual flamingo that Chris featured on his album. The uh, interesting sidebar, you got to laugh a little bit. Uh, with birds, you know, you probably have heard the phrase, you can clip their wings and reduce their ability to fly away. Uh, and most zoo uh, flamingos have their wings clipped. Well, unfortunately, this particular flamingo arrived at the zoo in in uh, kansas and they didn't get his wings clipped in time a storm came through opened their enclosure and the bird literally took flight how amazing if you had a little water feature in your backyard with a couple goldfish in it and you go you open your blinds one morning and there's a, a five and a half foot tall flamingo standing in the middle of it Absolutely. I just thought it was fascinating. To me, it's like you said, like, how on earth? 17 years ago, the flamingo appears to be healthy and fine, and uh, he's been nicknamed by local Texas uh, residents as Pink Floyd the Flamingo. Oh, that's a great name, Pink Floyd the Flamingo. That is a great name. I love it, and he's a hero (laughs) for the flamingos that remain at the Kansas City Zoo. (laughs) Yeah, he flew the coop and he's doing fine, you know, how that goes. The legendary Pink Floyd. They're still talking about him at the Kansas City Zoo. Yeah, the Kansas City Flamingos are going, you know, Pink Floyd broke out of here. (laughs) That's right. Hey, here's kind of a cool tech tip. If your iPhone is stolen or missing, you can lock your device and have it show its location by using a feature on your phone. So there is a lost feature on your phone. There's a couple different ways to activate it. We won't go into it here, but I thought that was kind of handy because ironically, thefts of iPhones have kind of gone up in the last couple of years. So the, the features on your phone, if your phone's been stolen, how do you enact that feature? Well, if you have an iCloud account, which many people do once you have an iPhone, uh, you can go into that feature and then select from a list of devices that you currently own, one of them being your phone that has recently been stolen or missing, and you just activate lost mode. Got it. Okay. And when it goes into lost mode. Now, are you, now, you know, this is, we're not selling either product, but are you an Apple or an Android phone user? Apple iPhone. I've had one since uh, they came out in 06. 
Oh my gosh, so, that's a lot. I just realized how long I've had an iPhone. <laughs> so you see what I mean about that? You know, there's distinct camps. And if you're like me, you're always a little surprised at all these amazing features that iOS, which is the operating system that Apple phones use, uh, that sort of help you through your daily trials and tribulations. Also, Apple announced that it's greatly uh actually restricting repairs unless you have specific proof of ownership of phones because they have found that once again phone theft is on the rise and they don't want to inadvertently help someone who has helped themselves to your phone and then here's a plan that i thought this is right up your alley adam if you ever need an iphone repair you know oftentimes you can go seek out your apple genius who is the gentleman working at the apple store and say please repair my phone well now apple has got a pilot program they're starting this year which allows owners to self-repair with certified apple parts and tools so that you can actually if you feel comfortable enough do your own phone repair and i thought <laughs> you'd be just the guy to try it and your phone would never quite do what it was supposed to do ever again it would not work if i got in there and tinkered <laughs> with that i mean i am not the world's most handiest guy all hey jay you'd be proud of me last weekend i did hang uh blinds up in my uh oh. in, in five of the windows of my house i hung the blinds and they work and they haven't fallen out yet that's um, amazing now if i can hang a blind do you think i could repair my own smartphone <laughs> no you know i bet you could but you know here's what's funny is undoubtedly you'd have to consult a video or some type of written instruction or something so i'm going to guess most people could not intuitively repair their own iphone no i'm out i'll just uh if, if it really stops working and uh, nobody can repair it then guess what i get the the new iphone I do like the fact that uh, you can usually go to your local Apple store and just hand over device with a chagrin look on your face and go, please, please fix it because I am lost without it. I've had the same iPhone for three years now, maybe four. Good I, for you. I don't know when it yeah. I, I got the uh, an 8 Plus, and what are they up to now, like 12? Yeah, 13? I think they just released the 13. Yeah, we had to get an upgrade because of my where my spouse works. But uh, we had had iPhone 6 for quite a long time, like over five years. So, Well, uh, if you download this uh, all this information and start to fix your own uh, smartphones, do a follow-up <laughs> report and tell us uh, how much time you wasted and how much money you spent on your new phone. <laughs> I think the key word is uh, Apple certified parts and tools. I don't think you want to go to uh, Joe's, uh, you know, Joe's phone shack and uh, with a big screwdriver and have at your phone. So no. make sure it's a it's a certified place. No, I'm not. And, I'm not going to fix my own smartphone, <laughs> and I'm not going to perform my own colonoscopy. I'm just going to let no. some experts do that for me. No, mostly because you don't have a double-jointed elbow. No. It's really hard to reach <laughs> reach that spot. Uh, Ed Sheeran and others participated in the concert for Ukraine. This happened just recently in the United Kingdom uh, through the auspices of the BBC. But the great news was they raised 12.2 million pounds, so a little bit more than probably about uh, $14 million 
for humanitarian relief. That is huge. Great job, Ed. Yeah, Ed's a cool guy. He really is an impressive gentleman. Uh, prostate cancer is now believed to be hormonal, which means that your doctor can actually help you address prostate cancer, which is something that does affect a large number of men in our country and unfortunately will kill one in six affected. The sad news about prostate cancer is it's known as a silent killer, meaning that there are usually no symptoms associated with prostate cancer. So it's a hormonal, um, it can be treated hormonally and if detected early enough and, and it's survivable? Well, they say they're pinning hormones as a cause for prostate cancer. Oh, okay. Uh, it has to do with the amount of hormones, but that makes it now highly treatable when caught early. And that's the operative phrase here. You have to catch it early and you can do it through blood tests and exams from your physician. But it is something that you should include on an annual health screening if you're a man, and especially if you're a man over the age of 40. Got it. Check with your physician, as we always like to say. Well, you talked about that great uh, Darien High School lift for a cure. How about this? A six-year-old entrepreneur who is also a philanthropist, he lives in Bedford County, Pennsylvania. He's a full-time first grader, but on weekends, he runs a business called Tie-Dye Bituka. And he has done... Bituka? Tuka, and his name is spelled T-W-K-K-A, Tuka. He's a six-year-old in Pennsylvania. Okay, and uh, he, so he, he, I'm assuming he makes the tie-dyes and then he sells he them. He makes the tie-dyes, yes, and in who, fact. Who gets uh, the charity money? Well, uh, he has given, and this is not bad, $400 to Safe Haven, a uh, organization that helps victims of domestic violence. And they have highlighted Tuca's handiwork in their newsletter because they're, you know, they'll, as they said, we'll take any donation, but we were especially pleased that a six-year-old donated part of his proceeds from his business. I, I just, you know, I'm not going to be around, but when this kid's f- 50 years old, yeah, it, it just it's going to be interesting to see what this kid's doing for a living or w- what kind of other charity projects they'll be involved with. It, it's just amazing to think about where you are, Jay, today based on, uh, your education, your experience, your works, what interests you, what doesn't interest you, and all everything that's led up to this day and where you work and live and eat uh, is based on your past experiences. Imagine where you would be today if you had started raising cash for charity when you were six years old with your own business. I mean, this kid... I know. They might it's say impressive. Elon Musk who when this kid's 50 <laughs> and worth $700 trillion. Yeah. And who doesn't enjoy a tie-dye shirt? It always puts a smile on your face. And obviously, tie-dye isn't for everybody, but uh, the guy's got the bug to uh, create these shirts. He says that his dad helps him get the shirts and his mom helps him mail the shirts. He's uh, done about 150 shirts so far. You can look him up on Facebook, tie-dye 
Baituka, and once again, his name is spelled T-W-K-K-A, and uh, part of his proceeds are going to fight uh, or to help the victims of domestic violence. So that's that's a great charity. And as Adam said, the guy's six years old. Uh, he, <laughs> he's doing more good for this planet than you and I combined. I, yeah. Okay. He's Absolutely. he's inspired me to do more. I hope hopefully uh, our listeners are thinking the same thing. If this six year old can do it, so can I. Get involved. It's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, by Monday, Monday through Friday, he's a mild mannered first grader, but on the weekends, he's the tie dye king. <laughs> now we've always talked about the cool thing about charity, and part of the reason that Adam and I like to talk about charity is it does its grassroots helping. And the neat part is, is there's never uh, a set format. In fact, really, it can be anything to your imagination. As you said, athletes lifting weights to raise money. You think, well, that doesn't work. Well, no, it does. And people love to see it. Well, in Bakersfield, California, they have an event called Chocolate Affair. And they raise $65,000. Hmm. And it, it's, is it a, a play on chocolate eclair? I like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, potentially, but chocolate affair. I mean, who wouldn't want to have an affair with chocolate? And part of the reason <laughs> I brought it up because. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I mean, who wouldn't want to have an affair? And you know, if you make, how, how could you make it even better? <laughs> Throw in some chocolate. Throw no, in some chocolate. Okay, you saved it. Who wouldn't want to have a chocolate affair? Chocolate Affair, <laughs> yes. Uh, they work with a local literacy group, and they handed out some 23,000 brand-new books to school kids in the Bakersfield, California area. The feature, the event features music, food, and guess what? Chocolate. Chocolate. Who would have guessed? But, yeah, once again, you know, you're, you're um, it's only your imagination that limits what you could do for a fundraiser. And this is something that really anybody could do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, have you ever heard of the phrase, are you left or right brain? Yes. Now, do you know the difference? Yes. Uh, a, a right-brained person is uh, very uh, analytical, very logical, math and science. The left-brained individual is uh, more aloof and creative. You're gonna you're gonna kill me, but I think you got them mixed. I'm totally. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that and just? It may be because you're left-brained. Isn't that just typical? I had a 50-50 <laughs> chance. I had it was right down the middle. It's right or left, yeah. one or the other, and I got it wrong. <laughs> you got the descriptions perfectly, and if it makes you feel any better, I always have to be continually reminded of whether left brain or right brain, as you said, one is more technical math and science, the other one is tends to be a little more creative and a little more aloof. So right-brained uh, is creative, left-brained is the uh, more analytical. Yes. Okay. And the... And the brain half technology came about from a guy by the name of Roger Sperry. And you'd think, well, I mean, this is interesting to know, but he actually won a Nobel Prize for his work about the differences between our left and right brains. And so there is quite a bit of stuff that you can kind of track down 
you probably know we tend to be sort of one or the other. Now, do you feel like you're more right or left brain? Well, until we started this conversation, I thought I was left brain because of because I'm aloof and creative. But I, I would be incorrect <laughs> because I just found out that's the right side. So I am right brained. Either way you cut it, I suck at math. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I'm a sleepy math guy, so I think I'm more uh, left brain. Uh, yeah, but you're I both. Have you were, you were, uh, were you were a bio uh, biology major and pre med. Yeah. I mean, you, you're left brain in that sense, but you're one of the most creative persons I've ever met. You're you're both brained. Well, no, I appreciate you saying that. I think I've become a little more creative, but I tend to be more biology oriented so i'm i'm secretly very boring you know i think (laughs) here was my mistake um i I always think of the phrase left of center and um like as being quirky yes um and so i thought quirky creative aloof left-brained i think that's where my mistake was ah well once again uh you know it says that uh, you probably do have a dominant side, but it shouldn't really affect your life much. But it's one of those kind of just interesting, fascinating things about being a human, is it not? And, you know, and it's, it's an interesting way to end the show just to just to showcase to everyone how wrong I generally am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, I, I thank you for uh, coming on today. That was a quick half hour. Boy, that flew by. Had a lot of fun with you, and we want to invite our listeners to uh, join us on Facebook. I'm Adam Ritz Show on Facebook. You'll find us there, Adam Ritz Show on Instagram, and at Adam Ritz on Twitter. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com. 